You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. I thought that was the Mike McCann Nets halftime update there for a second. Dun, 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 dun. Good morning, Fleegs. It's Fleelo. Good news. We've made it to Friday. Fleelo on a Friday. Fleelo on a Friday. That's right. A, f- what do we call it? A summer, a fun Friday. What do we call it? What does Gio call it? What is it? Fun Feel Friday. Good Friday. Feel good Friday. Thank you, God. That just shows that I haven't gotten enough sleep. We've only uh, used that term for the last, what, four years now? You think I would know that? So right, I'm they gonna, made shirts with it on. Right, know, exactly. On it just escaped me for a second. Uh, so that's a bad job by me right out of the gate. As we get it started here on the warmer program, you get Boomer and Jerry coming up uh, at 6 o'clock. Uh, but that speaks to where I'm at, a little delirious here late in the week. But uh, you should be the opposite, because right before we came on the air, Fliegelman just informed me that he slept for 11 hours yesterday. And what I said was, I don't think I've slept for 11 hours since my kids were born, which means that's at least seven and a half years ago. Oh, I am energized and ready to go today because after, I mean, yesterday, uh, by, especially by the end of the show and then when Jerry and Zoo were doing the podcast. You're out of gas. I, you saw me in the newsroom. Yeah. I was a zombie. Like, mm-hmm. drive home, pushing through. The Met game. Lunch. Right. Right. I had, I'd come off of, like, a day and a half of two 75- to 90-minute naps. So just barely enough to keep me going, little resets. Mm-hmm. I needed to crash, and when I'm going to set the alarm, normally when I go to bed really early during the day, which I've done when I do this shift and bouncing with which hours, is what, you know. like noon? Uh, this Even- was, no, this was like 2 p.m. Okay. Uh, so normally when I do that, I'll wake up early to, you know, watch the Mets on DVR, Yankees on DVR, if it's football season, watch not the Jets and Giants, but if there's a primetime game Monday or Thursday. And as I'm sitting there getting ready to set my alarm, I'm like, huh, there's... Nothing there's to wake nothing, up for. <laughs> there's nothing going on there's today. There's nothing so happening. Let me just set this no, to... No, nothing happens. Right. Let me just set this to the amount of time where I need to wake up, you know, do the prep for the show, the live reads, all that. But, like, what's the latest possible time I can wake up? Assuming also, oh, I'm going to surely wake up between now and that to go to the bathroom for whatever reason. Nope. My wife's going to come home from work. Maybe <laughs> I'll hear some kind of sound. Whatever it is, there's no way I'm going to sleep from right now it's... Right around two o'clock, a couple minutes after, until one forty-five a.m. There's and just you, no way. And you did. And then the next thing I know is nice. that alarm going off at one forty-five in the morning. You didn't wake up a single time. Not once. That is absurd. Well, again, I don't. That is I don't know the last absurd. time 
Like, I'll sleep for a long time with, you know, again, you, you wake up to go to the bathroom. You said 11 hours. That's almost 12 hours. You said almost, 2 to yeah. 145? Yeah. You're 15 so like, minutes shy of like 12 two, 15, hours. Two, so about 10 and a half or Lord. 11 and a half. Oh, that's incredible. Not a single wake up. Do you guys have pets? No. We do. We have, yeah, there's a cat. Okay. Well, All so right. what I do, Obviously though, I, dog. <laughs> I close the door. It's my wife's cat. I close the door. My wife's cat. Up, he takes no ownership of it. Nah, I put came up, with the marriage. Yeah. Not my cat. I put up like some blankets because the cat likes to scratch under the door. So I blockaded the door. This cat's <laughs> not bothering me. And I woke up when that one, when the alarm went off. Remind me what your wife does for a living. I don't, you don't have to be specifics or anything. but She works at Princeton. Okay. So, the, so even though it's the summer, she's still got stuff going on there. Yes. All right. Five days a week, even in the summer? Five, well, there'll be work from home on Mondays and Fridays. Okay. But yesterday was a Thursday, so, so I had the she, place to myself. You did. Now, she gets home at what, normal time? Like five, six o'clock? So yeah, you know, sometimes she goes to the gym after work. Okay. So I listen, I don't know. Yesterday you she could have gotten home. She, at, yeah, like, she could have gotten home an hour and a half early. Okay. I don't know. But answer me this now, not to delve too far into your, you know, what's going on uh in your in your home there. But when you your alarm goes off, like Presumably, she's in the bed next Listen, to you sleeping, she's yes? she's miserable with my middle-of-the-night sleep yeah, schedule. I was going to ask. And like, the in what? and outs at strange times. <laughs> she's not happy about it. Okay. Like, we're looking for a place with two bedrooms so that when I'm on this weird Separate. schedule, she can get her eight hours or yeah. seven hours of uninterrupted sleep without me. So, listen, I'm not – this whole experience of the alarm – well, all week, the alarm going off at 1, yeah. one thirty. The one day I woke up at 12.30 to watch Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. She doesn't love any of it that. It stirs her. It interrupts her sleep. Yeah, but for me, yesterday, this 11 and a half hours, I just can't fantastic. believe that, like, I, I'm surprised she wasn't. Maybe she I was. Went, I, I went to the Met game with her and our family no, on Wednesday that. night, yeah. and my reward was I got to sleep My yesterday. reward for going to the Met game. Listen to you. You sound like our buddy JJ. No, now. but listen, Tough this life. is also, God. It, what it tells me, too, is I knew I was really tired. No, I get that. Sleeping 11 and a half hours straight, just again, nothing told me, all right, my body was like this. Good thing I had the window to sleep that much because we talked about it yesterday. I've never had that day where I don't hear my alarm to wake up. Yesterday might have been the day if I'm only getting another five or six hours. Yeah. What would have saved me is she wakes up. Yeah, I was going to say, that's where she steps in. So she would have shaken me awake and said, hey, Uh, you got to go to work. That's why I can't believe at some point she would, you know, out of boredom or loneliness or like, hey, is he okay living like that she didn't jostle you and be like, yo, are you going to wake up at some point? No, she knows I'm a deep sleeper. I think we would have to cross like 13, 14 hours for her to be concerned. (laughs) Wow. All right. Well, good for you. Uh, There are no 11 hour 11 and a half hours sleeps in my, listen, six, I'd sign six would be great. Seven, eight is, you know, listen, man, that, that's what I asked for on a normal day. Get me six. And then uh, listen, <laughs> when you, when you do two straight days of one, yeah. you need to no, I understand. Catch up. I understand. I've been doing blocks of, you know, two and three at a time pretty much. Even last night, like, you know, get the kids to bed at a decent hour and it was like pre 10 o'clock and everything. Oh, great. And, um, you know, put on a show to watch. Like you said, no baseball last night. And I was thinking, okay, I got a nice little window here. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, crap, it's 11 o'clock. I got to go. I got to get some sleep here. And then sure enough, the kids wake up, both of them at 1230, and they're coming into our room. And it's just, it's a never-ending cycle. So, uh, Listen, I, I hear you that yeah, it's does why not. You get what you ask for, you know? You have kids that come with the territory. Do you prefer nights like that or the nights where you're sleeping in that beautiful five-star hotel down the hall? Listen, I got to be honest, you know, sometimes the couch here is is not terrible. It's not a terrible uh, listen, option. I, I work overnights full time. It yeah. is very quiet and peaceful well, here in the middle I mean. of the night. Yeah, yeah, it's very rare. You mean you might get a noise from outside on the street because there's you know there's window over there 
and they're thick, but you can still hear it. Or, you know, you might have like a janitor, or like a custodian coming through doing some work in the wee hours that could, that could wake you. But I usually, it's like, so what was it? Wednesday night into Thursday. So leading into yesterday's show, I conked out at, I don't know what it was, midnight, 12, 15 or so, and did not wake up till my alarm went out. It was only three and a half hours, but there was like nothing that, I'm so used to being interrupted, whether it's have to wake up, kids, noises, then your body just gets used to the fact that you're not going to sleep all the way through. But like you said, when you're really tired, it doesn't, you know, you could wake up and not know, was it, was it an hour? Was it five? Was it 10? Was it 18? Am I in another country? Like anything's possible. Uh, I was so out of it when I woke up with the alarm. I didn't even realize that was what was waking me up. I assumed like, all right, well, I can tell it's dark. It's probably like 830. Again, I'm just going to run to the bathroom, come back and lay down. 145 in the morning. That's incredible. Do you ever have the dreams where like you're in the middle of a dream and something's happening, usually like an action sequence oh, of some sort, and then the alarm bleeds into the dream yeah, in, yeah. in some other way, and the next thing you know, it's like, oh crap, that's that's my phone and my alarm, and I gotta wake up. Have you gotten to the point yet where you have to change your alarm sound? Because again, I'm a very deep sleeper, so after every couple of weeks with one alarm sound, my brain tricks itself to get, you know, ingratiate that into the or integrate it into the dream somehow some way where i will not wake up mm. i, I mean my family always hated me like trying to wake <laughs> up in the morning because whatever what my sisters a couple rooms over my parents down the hall everybody would wake up to my alarm before me yeah you're the last one yeah, that is and, the worst and now my wife gets that no uh, i don't i can't sleep through because mine is this it's pretty loud and annoying i've used that one Doesn't i, do I can sleep through that really wow no, I don't think, I mean, not for more than, I don't know, I would say a few seconds. Usually it's an almost instant or immediate. Now, the one thing that can happen and sometimes is, you know, you think you hit off or you think you hit snooze and, and you, you hit, hit off. off. Yeah. So that's why I'll, I'll set one for a minute later and then that, that's all I need. I don't, I'm not one of these psychos. You see people sometimes put the screenshots so they have oh, like the six three, four, alarm oh, sets. Listen, it's like, come I am, on, man, what are we I doing? I am that person. And again, my family always- So you're a psycho then. Okay, got hated it. this. My wife can't, it's, listen, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm a sound sleeper. I, I, this is the clearest way I can put it. In college one time, I slept through a fire drill. <laughs> Full-blown fire drill. Oh, yeah. Not just someone on the speaker like, uh, please, oh, please, no, no, no. The, back, alarm, the alarm. The alarm blaring, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I slept right through Good that. Good for you. What, wasn't, wasn't drunk, wasn't hungover. Yeah, just, yeah, just tired. Eh, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. All right, if you're wondering why we haven't mentioned sports at all, and we've hit uh, 5-11 here on a Friday morning because there's not a whole lot going on, certainly not as far as you know, baseball locals have the night off. Who really cares about the Mets, even though you've got this uh, four-game series with the Braves, which I guess could potentially get interesting if they ever found a way you know, to uh, take three out of four or somehow sweep a series, which no one expects. These but conversations it, with the Mets have annoyed me, and I'm almost to the point where, like, all right, I just only have to sit through – people saying this for another couple of days because the Braves are going to come into town I understand. and destroy them. Well, here's what I think. It's like, you like, okay, they've lost four out of six. I think I read yesterday that they have the second worst starters ERA since the All-Star break. Is that possible? So, I mean, stranger things have happened. Yeah, it is every Braves starter but... will pitch at least five innings. Nobody, <laughs> Actually, the one pitcher the Mets might hit because they always hit him is Spencer Strider. Mm. They'll still find a way to lose the game, but every other Braves pitcher who's been struggling, remember, Carlos Rodon had one non-embarrassing start this mm-hmm. entire season. And we know who it was against. That was against the New York Mets. Yes, it was. And he wasn't pitching. It wasn't like he had his best stuff. There were very hittable pitches. They were just looking at him like, oh, that's that's nice. Look at that. 
Yeah. Right, right past us. All right. Low 90s fastball, boom. Let me just not swing at that. This team will be they're they've been dead and buried for a long time. They're ten games under five. Even among yeah. the most delusional fans, like there and there are a lot of them that because the Mets played well in the last couple, they won one series well, against also, the Cubs. They haven't won a lot of games and, and since the, the deadline, and they haven't lost any and ground. The wild card teams have been, yes. but even still, the Phillies have pulled away. Yeah, the Cubs before playing the Mets were red hot. There's this idea that oh, if the Mets didn't sell, the they could have they could have gotten yeah. right. No, they wouldn't have. They they might be right where the Padres are, like still four games out, but the Padres just lost four games in a row on their own. Yeah, you're they're, in purgatory they're the there. They're the team that they would be what the Mets are. Like, you you are more talented than these other teams out there. Say for maybe the Phillies, but these other teams in the mix, you have way more talent than any of them. It's embarrassing that you haven't been able to jump into one of those top three spots. That's where the Padres are. That's exactly where the Mets would be if they didn't sell. Yeah, I hear they, you. They would not be on uh, the start of some magical run to the postseason. So you no got that chance. If you're interested, doubleheader tomorrow. So if you're the diehard Met fan that's, hey, the Braves are coming in. It's a division rival. I'm going to check out City Field. Good for you. Enjoy that. Uh, from a Yankees perspective, it's more of the same. We've done so much of it this week. You know, it's like, what do you really add? You're going to get Randy Vasquez probably tonight. You know, they're right on the fringe there. All the same things that Aaron Boone and company have been saying. But until I... It's funny, I was listening to one of the clips uh, that uh, I didn't play yesterday from Boone where he's talking about that, well, you know, a win here, then a loss, a win here. You know, at some point, we know we're going to have to make a run. So I went and looked at it. They've won one series since the All-Star break. That was the sweep of the Royals. Right, so one seven and three in their 11 right. series. So, exactly. One series win, that's a three-game winning streak within that series. The last time they had, that's the only three-game winning streak they've had in quite a while. And the last time that they won more than three in a row was at the very end of May. So you're talking about two-plus months where they couldn't even put together a four-game winning streak. Right, when's the last time they even won four out of five? Yeah, that too. I I, I didn't look specifically at that, but you're right. I don't know that they've had one of those. Uh, let's see here. Okay, that's funny. We keep circling back to that game against the Mets because they swept the Royals, oh, lost right. the first game of Mets, and then wrote the on. The so that, there's game. your four out of five. Yeah, but that's it. Listen, it's we're all kind of. I think for some of us, it was slower than others, and I'll admit that I was, I was reluctantly getting to this point that we're like, all right, maybe, maybe this Yankees team really doesn't have the elixir that's going to figure it out because, as we discussed yesterday and the day before, being born in the '90s, the Yankees have always been there. Not always a playoff team, but almost always a playoff team. Most of the time in the regular season, they figure out whatever problem is facing them. Right. There's some unheralded it's player who comes up yeah. from AAA. There's somebody. There's just somebody. You know, the Aaron Swalia. There's somebody who figures it out when they put on the pinstripes and they become better than they've ever been before, or they do it just long enough to help the Yankees get to the postseason. And we're running out of time for that to happen this year. It is really starting to feel like, both with the way they're playing and with how the other teams in the American League are playing. Like, the team that could go on a run and vault themselves from five or six games back into almost a wild card spot wasn't the Yankees. It wasn't the Angels who went backwards. It's the Seattle Mariners, yep. who had high expectations before the season, got off to a bad start. You know, that's the kind of team where you thought maybe the Mets could be, the Shirley wanted to be that after June, uh, what the Padres could be. It wasn't either of them. It's been the Mariners. So that's just another team that... When we were talking about the Yankees, well, they have to jump Boston, who is now, after they won again last night, a game up on them in the American League East. They have to somehow catch Toronto. Now you have to throw a Mariners team into that yeah. mix as well. 
Yeah. And I mean, look, um, from the standpoint of the standings here, like you said, the Blue Jays lost, so the Yankees are four back on the loss side. There's there's still 47 games left, so it's not like you know the clock's really ticking yet. It's more about they're just not giving off the vibe that they're ever going to catch fire. Now, of course, no one thought that the Cubs were going to catch fire a couple of weeks ago. Hell, they were talking about selling off at the deadline, and that flipped quickly. But it's it just has a different vibe, different feel with the Yankees because it's been stale for most of the season Guys that obviously were supposed to be a much more productive than they've been, that are high paid, that have just never really caught. Even Stan, it looked like he was going to get hot for, and he's hit some home runs, but then, you know, he had the 0 for 6 on Sunday, hit into a key double play, had a stri- big strikeout the other night. So, like, that stretch, the kind of stretch that Pete Alonso's on right now, granted it's too late, and you would have liked to see that before the Mets sold off, but where, you know, he's essentially carrying the Yankee or the uh, Met offense, and Stanton has been capable of that at times, and we've been waiting. Waiting, 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 waiting for that to happen, and it just hasn't come. Now, since Aaron Judge has returned, you know, the numbers have been fine, but obviously he is not the 100% of himself that we saw when he got hurt in Los Angeles. And you'd be surprised, quite honestly, to see him go on some sort of tear or stretch where he's carrying the offense. It feels like he's going to be able to play, probably not going to be able to play the field all the time. He's going to be compromised a little bit on the base pass. He's going to work his walks. He'll mix in a home run here or there but it's not going to be the MVP version of Aaron Judge that we saw a year ago. No, and it, there are going to be teams that say, with the rest the rest of that offense and how bad it is, there are going to be teams that say, we're not letting Aaron Judge beat us, pitch around him for these three games. If you know we lose because Stanton gets hot or, or if Bader gets hot, maybe we'll readjust after a game or two, but there are going to be smart enough teams out there that say, we're not even going to let it get to the point where Aaron Judge can carry this offense for a couple of games. And they can beat us. And there are even more problems for, all right, maybe Judge gets hot. Maybe Stanton gets hot. You look at the pitching side, and they have just as many guys. You know, when Boone is talking about, well, Weisk is coming back and Nestor's coming back. All right, well, now Carlos Rodon is gone. And for all intents and purposes, Luis Severino is gone. Because if he does have to pitch again, the Yankees are in big trouble. So you're losing just as many guys as you're getting back. It just seems like there's some of it self-inflicted. A lot of it is not. There's too many things going against the Yankees right now. When you brought up the Cubs point, I mean, the Cubs, yes, they got red hot. Yes, they're right on the uh, line of a playoff position. They're three games above 500. In the American League, that race yeah, is not the same thing. Yeah. The Blue Jays are 13 games above 500, mm-hmm. and the Mariners, who are out of the postseason right now, are 10 games over. Yep. And then there's a Red Sox team that is also ahead of the Yankees. So even if the Yankees say, well, they play well against Toronto head-to-head, which is true. And you want to say that in their two remaining series against them, they can win five or six of those games. Sure, that's great. Then there are two teams with one in the Mariners who you can't control what they do in most of these games. And then if you're going to argue that, well, you beat the Red so- uh, the Blue Jays head-to-head, you struggled against the Red Sox head-to-head, and you have to face them a couple of more times. It, Yes, of course, it's possible with a month and a half left. They can go on a run. The math is there. But they have not given you any signs. None. That they are capable. It's why I was advocating for the Mets to sell probably a month before any other fan. Just listen, I know the Phillies last year, you want to talk about that. The Braves a couple years ago. I get it. Yes, that's great. There are examples. This team does not show you that they can do that. And that's where we are with the Yankees right now. With what I'm watching on the field every night, this team, this group of 26 guys does not show me that they're capable of of going on that type of run like the Mariners just did to get to 10 games over 500 and only a game and a half out. 
All right, well, we do have a weekend of baseball ahead, as uh, uninteresting or uninspired as it might be. We've also got uh, the football teams getting involved with the preseason here. The Jets will play game two. We'll talk a little Giants on the other side here. you got Flelo off and running on a feel-good Friday morning here on The Fan. Coming right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Drafted in 1988 in the 62nd round, the 1390th pick overall. Today, he calls Cooperstown home. Mike Piazza, welcome to the Hall of Fame. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. An abrupt Cranberries rejoin? Is that what we're at on a Friday, Zoo? It's about that song. Okay. I thought it's a feel-good Friday, though. I don't think feel-good when I think of the Cranberries. I like the Cranberries. Nothing against them, but... I, I went linger instead of zombie, linger. Um, though, See, I'm know? more of a zombie guy myself. Not that that... Like, you know what it is, though? That's... Have you ever been to Nashville? I have not. Okay, so the big thing in Nashville now is we uh, are back on a warm-up show on a Friday, by the way. Uh, Chris Lopresti, Mike Fliegelman rejoining me in a second taking care of a little business with Boomer uh, in one of the other studios, all good. So the thing with Nashville, now that it's become sort of a, like a commercial uh, bachelor, bachelorette party type hangout spot, you know, like one of those uh, cliche things, like it was Vegas for a while, now Nashville's a big one, and you go to what were the honky-tonks, but now they've got all these bands playing, not just one band per bar, by the way, it's like, it could be two, three, one on each level, we're talking Nashville here, Fleegs, because he just played Cranberries on the way back, it wasn't oh, I, Zombie. I, I heard, I was listening right. to uh, both at the same okay. time. Okay, so the thing with uh, with Nashville, because having been there recently, I was there in 2011, I think it was, when it was just sort of taken off as like a hot touristy destination, and it had much more of the like old school country feel. And having been back around this time last summer briefly, but I was there for, I don't know, like 48 hours or so um, with my wife and my extended family. My sister's birthday was cool. We rented a big house, went into downtown Nashville, Broadway on a Saturday night. The place was packed and the bars have cover bands. And without fail, in almost every bar you go into, 
Zombie is one that gets covered by almost all the bands, and it sounds great because they play it more as like a heavy hard rock song. Like I know the original had a little feel of that, but it's even sort of to the next level. Um, and I, I'm a big cover. I like covers, so that's one that I actually love, and I uh, play for my sons who are seven and four, and they get a kick out of. Anyway, there's my little. Uh, you play it. You like you play it for them. You play an instrument, or you no, just no, 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 put no. The song I play the song and a couple versions, the cover versions. And I wish I could. Could uh, like you know jam on the guitar and sing uh, good enough. Right, look at that. Right as we say that, there's a Cars for Kids ad on TV with a bunch of kids playing in a band, guitar and keyboard and all that good stuff. Hey, kids, bops the next generation. Right there, there, you go. Very nice. Now, before we dive into a little football here, something Fleek said there in the first segment about how in years past with the Yankees, you usually get sort of the unheralded, unheralded or unexpected player to come out of nowhere and help the Yankees make a run down the stretch. Well, one guy that will not be doing that in a Yankee uniform is Devin Garcia, who got claimed by the White Sox yesterday, which, to me, that's less the headline. It's more, again, another prospect who flamed out. Whoever you want to blame, if you want to say Garcia never you know, took the next step or the Yankees somehow failed him. But more interesting to me was one of the other teams that put in a claim on Devin Garcia didn't get him because of where they are in the standings, and that would be the Tampa Bay race. And to me... That is a concern from a Yankee standpoint. Anytime the Rays get involved with your your outcasts and your pitchers that you decide I can't do anything more with, or we've got to move them off the roster because we don't have a spot, and the Rays are quick to try and get them get in there and get their hands on them, that's a concern. You don't want to see the Astros or Rays try to pick up a former pitcher. You had mm. the same way your football team cuts a player. You don't want to see Bill Belichick right. snag him up and say, "Oh, you know what? What did they miss?" Now the thing with Belichick is sometimes I know that's the mo, but sometimes well, it'll also, be he'll kick the tires quick, and then that guy will be sent right. packing within a week. I mean, this is also a guy that might be starting Connor McDermott, the former Jets tackle, for a few years, <laughs> and I say there's nothing Bill Belichick that can do to make that guy a starting tackle in the NFL. So have fun. But from the Garcia point with the Rays, I mean, we are all even thinking it now. You know, Severino is going to end up with one of these teams next year. And listen, he's not going to be the Severino that you saw five years ago. Strip him down and build him back up. Could they turn him into a useful piece? Maybe. What was even more interesting for me on uh, Garcia was, did she see that Eric Kratz, who caught his open uh, with the Yankees? We will play that today. Was kind of ripping the organization. Now, look, Mm -hmm. I and we've talked about Cashman a lot this week. They make a lot of mistakes. They got a lot of stuff right. You make a lot of errors. Sorry. I, I still have to believe that if David Garcia, especially with the kind of pitchers that the Yankees have been running through this year, if he had a chance to really contribute at the big league level, if they thought yeah, there was desperate. even a they possibility, turned him into a reliever, essentially. They would have. I mean, this is a team that is probably going to start Randy Vasquez tonight. Who knows who's going to pitch for them at the beginning of next week, the next time Severino's turn in the You're rotation You're going to probably see a lot of Brito and Vasquez, I would think. And what's wild is they've pitched better at the big league level than they than have they at have AAA. AAA. Yeah. Especially Vasquez. But, again, if they thought there was just a chance that this guy could contribute anything, even just as a reliever is coming up who's given them an inning or two, they would have given him a shot. Until we see David Garcia do something in the big leagues with the White Sox or another club, I'm going to give Brian Cashman the benefit of the doubt on this one. Yeah, I don't want to pile is, on. I mean, you look at the numbers, uh, even let's go post-COVID. 2019 wasn't great either for David Garcia, minor leagues-wise. 2021, he made 22 starts, 6.85 ERA. Last year, 20 games, 13 starts, 6.89. This year, almost exclusively as a reliever, just one start, 28 games, 5.67. So, I mean, 
There's really nothing uh, to grab hold of there. I mean, right. those are well, inflated what numbers at the, those levels exactly. that yeah. just says he deserves another shot. And Cashman, for all of his flaws, the one thing I will always defend him on, he does not let go of a lot of guys that should be kept. Well, we're talking about now maybe Duran with the Rangers no, you, and outfielder. Yeah, but is, you can make the case uh, outside of Judge, like a lot of their guys, whether they no, keep them or not, I, that's, don't pan that's out. True. That's true. But you know, even, you look like, at their I, roster construction, it's a lot of guys they have added from other fair, organizations. Fair. But even a guy like uh, I was thinking about him the other night because he came in to pitch against the Mets and uh, lost the game. Wisniewski on the Cubs. Like, this is a guy, oh, yep. he's one of the guys Cashman was willing to give up. In guys that they trade. sent out to Oakland. Like, JP Sears is in the rotation. He's been respectable. Um, who was the other guy? Uh, they all on his name. Right. That's the point. Yeah. These hair, these pitchers, they're like, oh, they don't. Yeah, maybe they don't want to let go of that guy. You know, he's one of their upper echelon guys, and then they get traded, and you never hear from them again, pretty much, or they flame out quickly. Yeah, where Davey Garcia will always be remembered is 2020, the playoff game against the Rays. Yeah, something that was not his fault. Something that it's funny because I'm a I'm a big Aaron Boone basher. <laughs> You'll never convince me that this was Aaron Boone's decision. Agreed. There's no way in the world that Aaron Boone wanted to go with an opener in a playoff game when the Yankees tried to outraise the Rays. Yep. But that will be a part of Yankee infamy forever that they used an opener in a playoff game in front of Jay Happ, <laughs> and it was Davey Garcia. <laughs> the A's, as bad as I get it, they're a terrible team, so... Maybe they're a terrible organization. They had the uh, guy, what, Fujinama, who was awful for right. the A's, goes to the Orioles, yeah. and nobody can touch him. Now, he was, now, wasn't it, he was awful at the beginning of the season when now, he was he working as a starter, a and then they, turned, they the put him to, yeah, yeah. Now, the A's have three former Yankee prospects that have pitched regularly for them this year. James Caprillion, who we know has had his injury history, and he's pitching to a 6-3-4 ERA. The aforementioned J.P. Sears, who's been, you know, he's been solid. 23 starts. The win-loss record, it doesn't matter because it's the A's. But 4-2-3 ERAs, whips a little over one. Respectable. Right. And Ken Waldachuk. That was the other name I was thinking of. 15 starts, 6.3 ERA. So. I mean, the one thing you would say about all three of those guys, better than Severino. Yeah. <laughs> what, well, that's, a, that's a low bar to clear right now. I mean, that's where the bar, the bar is Severino on the Severino calling himself one of the worst pitchers in baseball. All right. Before we get carried away too much with the baseball here, here I was thinking we weren't going to have anything to talk about. Half the show's over. Go figure. So we've done a ton on the Jets. Like, I can't remember the last time I played a piece of giant. I've been doing the morning show pretty much for like two two weeks and change straight. I can't remember the last Dayball, Daniel Jones cut. And maybe that's on me. The Jets are the you know low-hanging fruit, the thing that everyone's interested in. Hard knocks, Rodgers, all that good stuff. So we've discussed that quite a bit. We talked about him again yesterday, offensive line, so on and so forth. So here go the Giants flying under the radar. Not that anyone cares so much about the preseason game, but as they start to play games off of a very encouraging season, couldn't have gone better in year one under Dable and Joe Shane, the playoff win, Daniel Jones, all of that, all that great stuff. What would we say are, let's come up with like the top three legit concerns we have about the Giants heading into this season. Break first. Already? Holy crap. That's fine. Now we have time to think about them. All right. So there's your little tease. We'll do that in the break. We'll think of those top three things. We'll compare notes on the other side. Fleelo on the fan. Warm-up show on a feel-good Friday. Boomer and Jerry at the top. We're coming right back. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Manning back, steps up, heaves one down the middle of the field, into the end zone, and Nix makes the catch for the touchdown! He went up with the big hands and caught it on the Hail Mary on the final play of the half. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Now we're talking Zillow Santana. Very nice collaboration album. This was, um, oh, God, what's her name? Michelle Branch. Wow, please. was way, way too quick with that answer. <laughs> it's like he was just waiting to see if I was going to get it. It was like our friend Jacob Wilkins waiting for Mike to figure out the other person that went right. to East Meadow High School. Just a serial killer, Mike. Uh, Joe Rifkin, very matter of fact. Because like, is he going to get it or not? Or I have to step I in here and get save there. him. Because again, you're only a couple years older than I am. Yeah, I know, Brand but you you have this fascination with these female pop again, singers, But that man. was again, she was all over. Like, it's a while ago the, in now, the early though. 2000s. Yes, but there were quite a few. Well, of that them. just speaks more to memory than being. I mean, I was uh, nine years old when this song was out. So I mean, that's. I don't, I don't like. It's not. She's not top of mind. But right. when you hear well, this she was song, top of this mind was, for you, bro. Well, no. Listen, back then, this song was. You heard this everywhere. Uh yes, well, yes, uh, she everywhere. Did. That's another Michelle. Branch but there song. were. I mean, there were a number of collaborations off of that. Like you know, smooth with Rob Thomas was right. the that was the big one. So that one was good. This In fact, right I think there were. The I think there were might have been two of those albums he did where he was doing you know duets or co- collaborations. I forget if that was on the. Listen, that was fantastic work one, by but, Santana. It introduced him to a whole no, uh, new generation. Yes, it did. And then kind of like what Tony Bennett did with Lady Gaga right. and others. So very, you, know, you like to see the the artists coming together and uh, coming together with their musical. I'll minds, tell you this because cool. she's not top of mind. I am going to Google later whatever happened, to Michelle Branch, because that is not a name I've heard in a See? very, very long time. But yet you, it was right there. Again, that's just memory. I, right. I remember. Well, that that's a good job out of you life. then. Very nice, very nice. That uh, you were at an impressionable age and you still have things that are sitting there on your hard drive. See, I've over the years, I'm running out of space, so things don't stick like they did well, when again, I was. A I don't have kids yet, so. Oh yeah, it's as as you'll test to. It's a very very different life. Yes, it is. You no. can actually go see uh, Michelle Branch down in Nashville on September twelfth. Is that right? Oh yeah. Where is and she playing? Uh, as we Nashville, were talking about during the break, City Winery. Okay, very and nice. As we discussed during the break, hit up the Pancake Pantry. Yes, I should have mentioned that we're talking Nashville. If you ever go to Nashville, definitely get hit up the Pancake Pancake Pantry. It's over by um, Vanderbilt. 
I think there's a couple. Or is it Vanderbilt? That, sound, that or? sounds right. No, I know Vanderbilt's in Nashville, but there's two. There is another university yeah. down there. You know what? Don't take but my what, word on whatever that. Whatever state, whatever you know, shape you may be in. Maybe you had a long night the night before. They're open like into the early afternoon. Some of the best breakfast you could ever have. And it's if, worth it. Wait in the line. They have right. free coffee. If the line while you're is on the out line. the door. Don't panic. Just wait there. And you'll move, be fine. They move quickly. And it's, it's worth big it. inside, and it's worth it. If for nothing else, the map that they have when you walk in with all the little pins yeah, from, pretty cool from where everybody has come. Not every. I mean, people that choose to put a pin in the map of where they're from, and it's kind of cool to see those spots that are like really concentrated, and it's like how many pins can you fit in that one area, which is Did either cool. of you guys put a pin in? I did not. I, yeah, I didn't either. I, I mean, was busy I, when New I was York, there. New Jersey is pretty well accounted for, so yeah. I was busy uh, watching. I was there for a Jets-Titans game a few years ago watching uh, Giants-Bears on my phone. That was when the Giants had one of those like surprise wins that year when they were <laughs> terrible in 2018. I was streaming that on my phone. Which jets tight? Which year was this? 2018. This was when Sam Darnold was out for a couple of games with injury. This was the last game that he missed before he came back and had that good game against the Bills and... People thought Sam Darnold was all right. So who played? Finally who? back, Josh McCown. Oh, Jets okay. had a big early lead, and we watched them slowly but surely <laughs> give it right back to the Titans, assuring all. My dad and I in the uh, we were in like the family and friends section, assuring all the Titans uh, family members for. T- Don't worry, you, you guys got yeah, this. Yeah, you got it right. How was that stadium? Yeah, you know, we had a big interception on the uh, first drive of that game for the Jets or the Titans for the Jets defensive interception. Well, think about defensive. The, right. Well, to what? I meant like not who threw the interception. <laughs> oh, okay. who picked it off for the Jets? Twenty eighteen. Mike McCagnan era, one of the worst cornerback contracts in the history of the sport. Oh, uh, Tremaine Johnson. Sure did. There you go. Very nice. Was that stadium a dump? No, it was. I mean, aren't they? They don't. They have doing. Aren't they, they are doing getting a new. A new they are getting a new. But it's yeah. not a dump. It's, okay. It's fine. All right. Fair enough. All right. Before we run out of time again. So before the break, we talked about, all right, what are the top three concerns or issues we feel for the Giants? So I have my list. Presumably you have yours in your head. So I'll just go. I'll rip mine off. We'll see if you agree with any of them or you had any of them on your list. Did Daniel Jones catch everyone by surprise last year? Will he take the next step and live up to the new contract? So, I mean, look, it was a, it was a very – it was an impressive year from him. Maybe the passing numbers not so much until the playoff game, but he did a lot of good things with limited weapons. We understand all of that. First year under Dable, all that good stuff. So can he now build off of that, or are people going to have the radar up now and feeling like, okay, this guy is really someone to be feared, and we're going to have to uh, game plan against him and bring a little bit more heat than maybe we did a year ago? This is an obvious one, but it's still a concern I have because I just don't think they are incredibly deep as far as their weapons go, at least as far as established guys go. So if you're talking about an injury to Saquon or to Darren Waller, what does the offense look like? You have some youngsters, obviously, in Jalen Hyatt. Uh, Jalen Hyatt, good God. Hyatt, what is wrong with me, man? What is Hyatt? Highlighter? What am I going for I there? Know. I mean, Hyatt is even so. There's right, the Hyatt the hotel, hotels. Yeah. Right, right. I can't speak this morning. Wandale Robinson coming back. Sounds like highlight? he's going to be. That's why I don't know. I, my, my, I'm just trying to talk too fast, I guess. Uh, Wandale Robinson's coming back. Uh, Joe Shane told, I think, the Zach Gelb show the other day that he's going to be back at practice soon. And then is it going to be like Hodgins and Slayton stepping up again? Paris Campbell's there. They've got quite a list of guys. Cole Beasley's in camp, you know, so they have like a long list of guys, but maybe, maybe not. They'll be able the, to uh, try out seven slot receivers at yeah, any point. Yeah, well, I mean, they they're going to have to make some cuts at some point. And then on defense. I think a talented group in some spots, but do they have like a true difference maker? You know, like they've got some pieces, guys that they've signed long-term, guys you feel good about, but is there like a game wrecker on the defensive side? Obviously, when they drafted Kayvon Thibodeau, that's what they had in mind. 
it was a little spotty for him up and down as a rookie. He even admitted as much so far here in camp. So is he going to have a big breakout second season? That would be my list of three. So I want to answer your three before I get to my three. Because sure. I think at least part of it is like Kayvon Thibodeau, I know it was an up and down rookie season. He will, if not this season, then by next year, he will be that ultimate game wrecker. He'll be that player yeah, for the Giants. You're locking defense. that in? I loved him in all college. Right, I, I loved him at the top of the draft. I thought all the negative reports about him were just absolute nonsense. And I think you see that like when he plays. It's not a question of the motor or how much he wants it. This is just a still kind of raw, unrefined player that is improving and will absolutely get to that point. Before you go further, we get confused because we've got Tom Thibodeau. And Kayvon people, Thibodeau, right. people call him Tibbs, but I think it's actually Thibodeau. But with the Giants, it is Thibodeau, right? Right. Okay, I always get that mixed and because up. And because I've been a Tom Thibodeau, like, really hammer it, yeah. I then will with say Kayvon, Kayvon Thibodeau, right, because, used I, to saying Thibodeau because I'm used to also talking about Tibbs, the coach, yeah. much more often during yes. the year. Yes, All right. And then right, we squared I'll that say away. before, because the Giants fans don't like me, they're not going to like this. You have a, a head coach that I believe one day probably going to win a Super Bowl. And you have a GM who I think is very capable of when they really finally have their team on the field, you have an A-level operation. And I've seen enough after one year to say that about a uh, coach like Brian Dable. The Giants, my biggest concerns with them are you don't have a quarterback who can win anything meaningful in the NFL. You have two excellent offensive players uh, outside of the offensive line because Andrew Thomas yeah, would yeah. be a third. I actually about, feel pretty confident in that unit for the first time in a while. See, I don't love the rest of the offensive line, but Andrew Thomas is, if not, if he's not the best left tackle he's in the there, league, right. he's top three. Yeah. So you have him. You have two excellent, it, maybe even just above average. Now, they're both better than above average, but the rest of the Giants' skill players might not be there. So you have two pluses on offense. Both of those guys miss a lot of time, mm -hmm. and one of them especially, as much as I love Saquon, is almost entirely dependent on what the offensive line is clearing for him. Just Running backs are not a position that will dictate team success. We've he, had does, that conversation. he does no, contribute in the past game, but from a running standpoint, help, of right. course, yeah. So those would be my two biggest concerns, and I think the third, I can go in a lot of directions here, but I'll go with this one. You have, at best, the third best overall roster in, in your own division. division. Yeah. But that's not really different than last year. It's not. Well, it's why I think a lot last year, you know, for all of the positives, and there were a ton of them, there's stuff that can go the other way. I, I know people think the Eagles are taking a step back, maybe slightly. They're still the class of that division. I think the Cowboys are excellently, excellently positioned to win a lot of regular season games before they flame out in the postseason. But as for where the Giants stand... That's a problem in the regular season. I think we sleep on the commanders because of the quarterback situation, and I, nobody knows what Sam Howell is going to be. I don't have a lot or of confidence in him. what they're going to be with Eric Bieniemy. yep. They're a team that last year had one of, if not the worst quarterback situations in the league. I mean, mm -hmm. they were right up there rivaling the, defense the Jets is legit. with what Wentz were giving, was giving you and Heineke. Their defense last year yeah. was top 10. They were third overall in points per game allowed and top 10 or so, excuse me, eighth in points per game and third overall in yards per game. That is a really good defense. They finished with eight wins. The Giants had nine. So the Giants' concerns are that they may have taken a small step forward if Waller's healthy, and if you think Daniel Jones has a much higher ceiling than he showed last year, I do not. The schedule is harder, and I think the teams around them, while the NFC is weak, I don't think their division 
is all that week where they're going to have six tough games. And until they prove to me that they can consistently win those in-division games, especially against the Cowboys and Eagles, I'm sorry, I'm not buying the Giants in 2023. I'm buying them long-term. I'm holding on to that stock of Dayball and Shane for Mm -hmm. a few years. It's not happening this year. Yeah, and like the Jets, the schedule, maybe not as much from an opponent's standpoint, but from the logistics, the travel, short turnaround, week two into three, Thursday nighter. Uh, they've got some roadblocks early on, and we'll need to get out of the gate strong. All right, our final break. We hit it now. You got Boomer and Jerry at the top. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Oh, the last 60 seconds or so or any indication, Boomer's got a lot of energy on this feel-good Friday. He is ready to go. Shot out of a cannon. He's fired up. He's I'm, happy I'm to be I'm just laughing at the monitor. They oh, were just on doing the monitor? A, a little zoom in on uh, the right arm of Jerry Sweatshirt, which oh, the white the entire, if, you're, if you're watching on CBS Sports Network, the TV audience at 6 o'clock. We'll see you in a few seconds. Oh, they're zooming in because of the coffee stain. I thought they were maybe white balancing their cat. kind of looks like a little tie-dye to me. To white balance. You can't white balance on it. It's well, brown. Well, that spot is. But when I looked first, all I saw was the white, and then I remembered he just said he spilled coffee on himself. Right. So you that could white balance sense. on the other side. Right. You can white balance on the left and then check out the coffee stain right. on the right. And what stinks is I literally had five or six shirts at my desk. I just brought them home last week <sighs> or two weeks ago. I got whatever. stuff in my Didn't office. Didn't high school gym teach you this? Grab Only bring your laundry home on Friday. <laughs> I guess. Oh, no, I don't know about that, Fleeks. By the way, love your shirt today. Yeah, that's right. WFAN, WFAN FM, WFAN FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.